Well, hello, everyone. This is Roy Holman with Soulful Warrior Podcast. And today I'm going to touch on um, just a little bit on the election news, which is kind of boring, really, election stuff, but uh, we'll touch on it. But mostly I want to talk about uh, some things that came up in our um, in our local group, some questions and comments that were just uh, intriguing and and so valuable to me and uh, share some thoughts on that in a moment. But first, uh, the election news. Um, well, what can you say? Um, I guess the bottom line in my heart, I feel there was a bunch of cheating, <laughs> a bunch of fraud. Uh, it is hard to prove, of course, and maybe won't be proven for some time. I believe truth does emerge out of this stuff. Um, as uh, Again, so a reminder that I was a Democrat, uh, more leftist for 35, close to 40 years, maybe. Um, and only recently have I started switching at 180 and voting almost all red now. Um, and I'm not a Republican. I'm not, I'm not in any box. Um, but I have been around enough to see that this democratic party is, um, not the party of JFK, not the party of the people. Um, the 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 enemy the the deep state the dark side they are using everyone red blue whoever uh, for control and <laughs> mind controlling about all of us but uh, using the de- Democrats more at this point and so they are the ones I believe who are doing most of the fraud uh, and by the way here's this is kind of interesting I saw on my ballot when I was voting here in Washington state uh, on the ballots, I noticed four times. Now tell me this is, uh, is <laughs> for what reason this might be four times on there. One said, thank you for voting early exclamation mark, big and bold at the top. Another part of this ballot said vote and return your ballot early. A third time it said vote early exclamation mark. And another spot said return as early as possible exclamation mark. Wasn't that interesting? They are so concerned about getting people to vote early. They must want fairness and to further the democratic process. No, this sounds to me, and this may sound paranoid, but no, this is this is programming because the sooner they get their hands on their ballots, the greater chance they have of manipulating the votes. That's why a lot of the uh, Republicans in red, they voted the day of the election because they don't trust the process. And I think with very good reason. Now, a couple other things. Overall, it was not the red wave some people talked about or the red tsunami. Um, it is it is what it is. Um, there's some signs of interesting signs. We'll go, go through a couple of them. The 18 to 29-year-olds voted big time blue. That, to me, is one of the most disturbing parts of this. Um, cause I think so many of them are getting lost in the transhumanist agenda, right. Of separating them from their souls, lost in their screens, disconnected from source and reality, but mostly maybe even, or at least as much as that is that the enemy has been successful in censoring so many of the freedom views and conservative views that people are only getting one view on things. And I think that was a part, a big factor in that. So that's kind of a disturbing part of why it wasn't a red tsunami. Now, Florida did some interesting things. They protected their electoral process much more and they had a tsunami, a red tsunami. So that's kind of interesting. 
you know, I used to think it was crazy. These ideas like, uh, like it's like, it's a racist thing to have voter ID that you had to have a ID when you show up to vote. And now I realize, of course it's, I mean, how condescending is that? The, the idea was, oh, that's racist to people of color and lower economic background that they have to get a license. It's like, you know, I'm very sympathetic towards uh, people with uh, economic challenges and all that, but it's condescending, isn't it, to say, oh, these people are not bright enough to get a license or, or whatever it is. So, uh, yes, we need those and we need uh, common sense one day voting and and we need to uh, uh, we need to secure this whole election system and not have this Dominion voter uh, machines and all that. Uh, there's a lot more about that. Um, there were some sh- some shenanigans, clearly. I think um, Arizona is very interesting because Carrie Lake was would should have, in, a, in a, stri- a straight vote, would wipe out Katie Hobbs, no doubt in my mind. Katie Hobbs refused, was afraid to debate Carrie Lake for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Lake uh, is so on top of things and sharp. And there's no way that should have been close. Right now, it's undecided. So I, in my heart, I know there's lots of cheating, but we don't have to get into all that. Wanda Alger, uh, um, kind of a Christian prophet of sorts, she said, regardless of the enemy's moves, God has his own. His primary focus is not winning an election as much as winning the hearts and minds of his people. I think that's so important. So we have to remember, it's not about helping people just vote. It's about helping people see and awaken and overcoming evil that's been entrenched for centuries, it does not happen overnight. So that's my gut, that evil will be um, defeated, but it's going to take some time and we need some patience. And I know it's it's terrible for truthers because we want to see the truth in neon bold lights shown to everyone. So anyway, here we are now. Now, this other topic I want to jump into um, so basically on the elections, I'm feeling I'm a little more patient and a little more trusting. And um, I think it's all going to be OK. And at least I think enough of the uh, more right now, the more sane side is the red side. And I think there's enough uh, people winning there that it'll uh, be able to curtail some of the craziness of uh, the Biden administration over the next four uh, two years. So another thing that came up, we have a group, a conscious community group, a beautiful group of people, about a dozen of us. And uh, we hit some last two meetings, some really in-depth stuff, some really uh, um, deep feelings were brought up. And it was a little more combative or um, some more truth telling. And uh, I love that. I think it's excellent to clear our hearts and speak our truth. And uh, it was a little more challenging, I think. But uh and some of it was challenging for me, a little humbling, really, because a couple comments were geared towards me. I sometimes talk about the enemy and and all that. And somebody um, was and, and evil. And, and one person said that we've all got some evil within us. And I said, yes, I agree with that. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Another person said that she was a little mm, offended or is that the word or surprised that she didn't know who I was because I'm very gentle facilitating this this group I'm talking about, but then, and kind, and then in my podcast, I might talk about sheeple and stuff like that. So I said, wow, that's something for me to think about because I'm here to build bridges, not tear them down. 
And then another person said that I can be a little bit uh, opinionated <laughs> or quite opinionated and maybe um, a little demeaning to other people that have an opinion uh, and, and I'll come forth with my uh, statement of truth. And it made me think about a lot of things. So let me kind of uh, touch on this a little bit. And a couple of the themes that came up are uh, toxic masculinity and and speaking our truth in a way that that builds bridges because we, we want to build bridges, right? It's necessary. It's important. The enemy is very good at divide and conquer. We know that, right? Big tool, the enemy. So again, even saying enemy cuts into our programming. But uh, on the one hand, I believe what Alexander Solzhenitsyn said. He said, quote, if only it were all so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being, unquote. Very wise, beautiful quote. I've used that quote many times. I totally am on board with that. Yes, we may all have some devil in us, but... And we need to look at that. But how many of us are doing hideous things to children? Who defines the point where bad becomes hideous or evil, right? I would argue that we are in a good and evil war right now. There's a hierarchy, perhaps. Let's imagine Satan at the top or whatever you consider the height of evil, and then his main puppets and demons, and then it filters down into this fallen world with countless programmed people with various degrees of evil in us, perhaps every one of us, certainly including me. And they say that one of Lucifer's main deceptions is that he does not exist, and I believe he does exist, I've come to believe. It seems to be the only thing that makes sense, but who knows? But I do, I'm very convinced that there is evil and an enemy. Uh, enemy of truth, enemy of people, enemy of children. So if we assume, or at least maybe some of us can agree that there's an evil enemy, let's proceed with that. So it's not an either or, right? We've all got a little devil evil in us. And there's some that are doing atrocious, hideous things. So regardless, let's not get lost in semantics and labels. I want to focus more on one specific part of this programming to numb and dumb down our healthy, assertive, or masculine, or truth-telling energy. I'm talking a little bit more to men, but all of us, we all have a left brain, right brain, and masculine, feminine energies, qualities, right? And this is partially in it. It was stirred by the one comment of a woman in our group about um, um, me being a little more ki uh, less kind on my podcast and talking with a little more uh, vigor. Maybe it's because I'm cowardly sitting here by myself before I send this podcast out as I tape it, you know. Maybe I'm just venting. But my belief is this, the evil ones or the enemy wants us to shut down our power. That's it in a nutshell, right? So the enemy has used a plethora of programming to this end. I would say that taking guns away is part of that. I used to really uh, buy into the programming that guns are causing the violence until I got to know the enemy. It seems like it, right? We have, I mean, the stats, I've seen the stats that we have much more guns and a lot more violence than some countries, such as Canada. They have less guns. Uh, but then I got to know the enemy a little more. And now I see that the enemy is the one causing the violence and trying to use that as an excuse to take guns out of our hands so we are defenseless against the true violator, 
who pretends to care so deeply about violence and people, right? You got to know the enemy. And to know the enemy, you have to admit there is an enemy. So in that sense, everything the enemy does is to disarm us, weaken us, disempower us, to control, surveil, poison, destroy. The enemy does not create, but destroys. But I digress. Of course, the New Age programming, I think, is very interesting. And the belief in oneness, which may be the ultimate truth, right? But it also has us believe that talking about enemies is part of the problem. But then why did Jesus talk often about the enemy? Why did he face the enemy? He was killed by the enemy. Now, one aspect of this is the woke term, toxic masculinity. Now, what the hell is that? Some of these terms, of course, don't make much sense, but there's some truth to it. A program to have us doubt ourselves, an artificial construct to have us be more, quote, nice. Now, we want to be nice, right? Kind. Hmm. But what was, you know, let's think of Jesus. Was he demonstrating toxic masculinity when he tossed the tables in the temple? Or was it a righteous anger? Anger is powerful. It has a place. It sets boundaries. It gets attention. Now, certainly there's an inappropriate anger and energy, of course, some from both men and women. And certainly some of the ways we men, especially perhaps, block our natural expression can result in passive aggressive type of anger and other harmful behavior. But this is exactly my point. When we clear our programming and our emotional backlog, we're able to trust our healthy and appropriate expression and power. Now, I read a book by a guy named Robert Glover, became a friend of mine. I don't think we quite agreed on everything, especially I don't think he had a a deep spiritual uh, belief system, but his book was excellent. It hit some great points that men who try to be nice, who hide their natural emotions, they become toxic, ashamed, and passive aggressive. So there's some truth to the idea of toxic masculinity, masculinity, but it is turned on its head, used as a label to condemn rather than understand and heal. Robert Glover, he and others, they also talk about snags. Have you heard that acronym? Sensitive new age guys, snags. And this to me is another program pushed around in the new age or yoga community, a misguided attempt to not step on any feminist toes, to not scare anyone, but be soft, be yoga-like, spiritual, sensitive, talk like this. <laughs> I used to talk more like that, and maybe that's what my friend was picking up on. I don't like talking like that. It doesn't feel like it's me anymore. Of course, this might be preferable to a bully or a butthead pushing people around, but this false peace comes with a price. Are we in our true power? Are we in touch with our healthy masculinity and authentic power, which we need at this time of spiritual war on earth? Now, some of the people I trust and connect with most these days are not particularly nice. They, both the men and the women, speak truth. Laura Logan comes to mind. Have you seen her? She's a deep diving, authentic, investigative journalist. There's a few left and more and more, I think, are coming up now. out of the the old wimp down, paid off, uh, controlled uh, media. So she's the one who, she's one who cares about the children being harmed. She does not mince words or try to soften the truth about what people are doing to children. Of course, she's getting censored by the mainstream gatekeepers as a result, of course. And we can include many other mama and papa bears who are growling and speaking out of late. 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. comes to mind. Maybe Robert, Dr. Robert Malone, a lot of good doctors. Um, Carrie Lake uh, from Arizona. But back to my earlier point, what is the proper way to speak truth? Do we be nice and try not to step on any toes? How do we do that? Cliff High calls people normies, people who do not see what's going on. He calls them normies. Is that nasty, being nasty? My friend said I used the word sheeple in one of my podcasts. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Well, we've all been sheeple though, right? Many of us sheep are waking up and sounding the alarm, trying to stir the herd, right? It may frighten the herd, but don't shoot the messenger. We're trying to get your attention for a reason, right? They are trying to kill you. <laughs> Let's be direct. How do you say that nicely? It's like, oh, excuse me. I don't want to interrupt you, but um, they want to depopulate. They want to, um, well, take your children, and etc. I don't. Really, I won't even go into it. How do you say this stuff nicely? I don't have the answer. I know I can use my podcast as a place to vent, and I probably come across as hurtful to those who do not yet see the evil around us. But maybe that's okay. Maybe that can stir them do a bit of digging deeper, right? I mean, we sometimes need to be a little bit stirred or triggered before we say, wait a minute, that's what happened to me. I got really ticked off when I heard this stuff that that the Democrats are on the wrong side of this and Trump might not be who I believed. I was like, mm, I got really upset. It was very uncomfortable, right? The ego hates to be fooled or wrong. So I got triggered and learned and researched to my credit or to credit to whoever stirred me or whoever drew me, drew me. <laughs> God, maybe. I do feel I'd rather err on the side of hurting a few feelings rather than keep my mouth shut. It's very difficult to point out evil and warn people about what's really going on in a super nice way. How do you discuss adrenochrome in a nice way? How do you talk nicely about compulsive liars and, well, killers like Fauci and Gates and Klaus Schwab? Anger is a pretty natural reaction to mistreatment of children and mainstream programming. So we, we also need to heal, of course, inside, clear the programming, balance our brains. We can then begin to trust ourselves that our emotions have a place. As we clear the emotional backlog and the woundings, we naturally express ourselves in the least hurtful and most helpful way, even if, even if it triggers some people, of course. So I and many of us are angry. We are concerned. Another member of our group believes that I'm dangerous because of my views. Well, well, I think that anyone who does not clear their programming, anyone believing and following the CDC supposed health advice, anyone following our corrupt government's mandates, anyone masking and vaccinating their children, to me, they are dangerous. And if you want to take that as me being nasty, that's up to you. If we define dangerous as causing damage to self or others, well, that's dangerous. I'm not judging you. I'm making a discerning judgment of sorts, yes. <clears throat> but um, that's my well-researched opinion. As for me, I'm not jamming myself into any political or other box. I'm not left or right. I'm not blaming left or right. I'm not pushing people out of my life because they see it differently or got vaccinated or voted for Biden or, or believe Bill Gates is a humanitarian. I believe we are all moving towards becoming allies against the bigger threat, the true enemy within, yes, and without. But let's not unwittingly become tools of the evil ones either.
Oh, yeah. I can be opinionated. I recall a woman I was dating once and she told me, I'm just happy to meet a man with an opinion on anything. <laughs> so I guess maybe what she meant is that this is preferred to the postmodern woke belief in subjectivity or not hurting people's feelings, <laughs> where there's no objective truth, such as gravity and feelings and opinion trump truth. And then, of course, censorship is argued to be natural and helpful in preventing people from hearing dangerous alternative perspectives. Well, yes, if I have an opinion with well-researched science behind it, it may disagree with your opinion. That does not make you my enemy. Let's debate. Let's talk. But I confess I have a little patience for a long, drawn-out discussion with someone who is clearly programmed and lost in the mainstream media world. It just makes us both frustrated and angry. I have a friend I hike with, and we decided to find a couple of things we agreed on. And one, I think one of it, one thing was not defunding the police completely. <laughs> and we said, let's just go with that because when we talked about other stuff, we, we, uh, well, he got pretty angry. <laughs> I would too probably, but, um, yeah, that's what some people want. Now let's talk a little bit the theory of mass formation psychosis. That's been in the news a lot, a bit of late, and it ties into this conversation now, in this theory, roughly, I'm just making it roughly, one-third of the people will see through the crap and the programming. Roughly one-third will drink the Kool-Aid. And roughly one-third will not have strong opinions, but will generally follow the herd and step in a lot of poop, really. So what Dr. Robert Malone and Matthias Desmet, who are the ones talking a lot about this mass formation psycho psychosis a lot of late, they say that the third who are not fooled need to speak up Otherwise, the one-third that are in the middle, they will follow the herd and not hear other views, especially if they're getting censored. So that one-third, even though they get attacked and people will try to kill the messenger, uh, they'll be censored. But we have to speak up best we can, as much courage as we can to do that. And uh, we may get beat up a little for it because people are being programmed to believe that we're crazy conspiracy theorists, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to speak up. Otherwise, people only hear the one perspective. I think that's why we have the 18 to 29-year-olds voting mostly blue this time. So I suppose that I and other conspiracy analyzers are dangerous or a threat to certain beliefs. I know it is awful if you're vaccinated to hear us warn about the harm being done and the true intention behind the vaccines. We don't know how to do this. We see people we love, oh, it hits my heart, getting <laughs> vaccinated. And we know to some degree from the research we've done that people we love may be suffering the consequences. We don't know what to do with this. It's painful. Mm, it makes me sad and it makes me mad. I know it's not comfortable, but we need to put on our big boy and our big girl pants and get over it. See the real evil. Let us speak. I'm not perfect in my delivery. None of us are, but we have to keep speaking up. So let's not kill the messengers, <laughs> please, because I'm one. Even if we are pissed off, even if we deliver the message in an impolite or awkward way, we're not the enemy. We have something important, maybe even life-saving to say. Ultimately, we can plug into God and trust, trust his guidance. We have this built-in guidance system that the enemy fears most. 
This is the heart of another theme we can't get into today, but transhumanism, the enemy wants us disconnected from source and connected to this control grid so he can completely control. <clears throat> and I'm still getting teared up from uh, this talk about vaccines and the children. The enemy, these technocrats, transhumanists, they want us disconnected from source and connected up to this crazy surveillance control grid so they can completely manipulate and control us and our children. Yeah, it ties into vaccines. It ties into 5G. Yes, it ties into the entire technocratic transhumanist great reset new world disorder they are marching us into. But we won't go there. In short, I feel we need to have most of our attention on what is good and right and beautiful on God or great spirit, but we do need to acknowledge the enemy. Keep one eye open on and understanding the ways of evil. Yes, do the work, face our own inner evil. But otherwise, Jesus would not have warned us over and over about this enemy. He was on both sides, right? He said, you know, we've got to face our own inner, whatever you want to call them, sins, repent, shadow, I call it. But he talked over and over about the enemy. We do not want to be looking under every rock for the enemy, but aware we must be. So let's clear the programming on all levels. Let's keep communicating and listening and researching. Let's clear our own inner demons and shadows and triggers and bring light and love into our pain and programs. Clear all these old traumas and these mind-controlled brains, every one of us. Then we're more likely to be effective instruments of love and peace. Then we are more likely to be, like Gandhi said, be the change, which is strong, powerful, assertive, but also as tender and merciful and compassionate as we can. Let's build bridges. Let's speak truth as clearly, directly, and as lovingly as we can. And as Jesus said, let's all love one another. So that's what I have to say for today. Um, if you're interested, this is uh, Thursday tonight at seven or so. Uh, I'll be speaking at Razzies, I think it's called, uh, down in the um, Greenwood area of Seattle. It's a pizzeria. Uh, I'll be speaking from about 7.30 to 9 to 8.30 or so. Uh, there's People will start showing up at 6 for pizza and stuff. I'm going to be speaking about Beyond Red Pilled. Uh, a little bit of what we talked today, but mostly um, about how to move, not just to seeing clearly the knowledge of this world, but going deeper to truly awakening on all levels. So that'll be tonight at Razzie's Pizzeria, I think it's called. Um, so let's see, anything else coming up? We would love to get some more people for our retreats, of course. Uh, next one is in March on Whidbey Island and then Bali in May, Bali in Indonesia. Um, beautiful retreat. Love to have some more uh, people join us there. So um, thanks for listening. And thank you to the people who stirred this, this, um, these thoughts and these uh, struggles within me to come to the surface. I appreciate people who bravely speak their truth. So um, blessings to you guys. I'll play a little flute.